Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series on the book of Hebrews with this message entitled, Muscular Christianity. If you have your Bibles with you, please turn to Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 through 14. Now here is our Bible teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pray this morning that you make us muscular Christians. For this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hindrances to muscular Christianity. The late motif of the book of Hebrews, if you don't know that word, ask somebody, is the high priesthood of Jesus Christ after the order of Melchizedek. But the church of the Hebrews, now about 30 years old, is not mentally equipped to understand this doctrine and live out its vital implications. This doctrine demands muscular, not mushy Christians. Adult Christians, not one who desire to regress to infancy. The Hebrews were not growing intellectually because advanced knowledge of Christianity would demand that they forsake Judaism and its laws and covenant and high priesthood and follow Jesus Christ, the perfect high priest, and suffer for the gospel. They have grown tired, grown allergic to suffering. They said, no more of this denying myself. No more of this taking up the cross and follow Jesus to suffering and death. They wanted a religion of entertainment, a religion of escape and mental inactivity. They are not ready to go to heaven. They want to live a little here and now. So they are in danger of abandoning this great gospel of suffering and high spiritual discipline. In danger of abandoning the gospel to embrace peace at all costs and affluence. To embrace health and wealth and joy of living the trouble-free gospel. They want a second childhood. Where they will be taken care of and not have to assume any responsibility. Responsibility of evangelizing and making disciples. They said, don't give me the solid food of Christian thought. Give me a little bit of colored sugar water. I have become a child again. This is the reality also in the churches of the world today. It is time to enjoy life, not suffer for Christ. Don't teach us doctrines, not even basic Christianity. Mental laziness and regression into childhood. Now he already warned several times before. Chapter 2 and verse 1, he says, we must pay more careful attention. Chapter 3, verse 1, Therefore, holy brothers, 
Fix your thoughts on Jesus. Chapter 3 and verse 8. Do not harden your hearts. Chapter 3 verse 12. See to it brothers that none of you. Has a sinful and unbelieving heart. That turns away from the living God. Chapter 4 verse 1. Therefore since the promise of entering his rest still stands. Let us be careful. That none of you be found to have fallen short of it. And chapter 4 verse 14. Therefore since we have a great high priest. Who has gone through the heavens. Jesus the son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. And now another warning. Chapter 5. 11 through 14. A warning against. Enemies of muscular Christianity. And what are these enemies? Number one, sir, delighting in laziness. The author wants to discuss in detail the dominant theme of the glorious liberating doctrine of the high priesthood of Christ after the order of Melchizedek. But he finds it hard to explain, not because he is incapable, and not because the doctrine is mysterious, but because the people in the pew have become mentally lazy. No, it is not the pastor's problem, as you may think. It is not the problem of the Christian doctrine. It's your problem, sir, and it is our problem. So the pastor author uses the word not thrust, not pushing, which is translated here as slow to learn. But the word means not putting forth effort, intellectual effort. That word is used again in chapter 6 and verse 12. They are not working. With respect to understanding what they are hearing. That is the gospel. Plato used this word to address his students. It can mean stupid. The word is used in the Septuagint to address those who refuse to do hard work. The sluggards. The church of the Hebrews. They are filled with spiritual sluggards. This is a strong rebuke by the pastor. Can you imagine nowadays people, pastor calling you stupid? <laughs> that will be the end of the pastor. And it is not a natural deficiency without root of understanding. They produced no fruit of obedience. Turn with me to the book of Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13, and listen to what Jesus Christ is speaking. Matthew 13, verse 19. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. And verse 23. But the one who received the seed, that's the gospel, that fell on good soil, is the man who hears the word and understands it. And he produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. 
Brothers and sisters, in Christian life, you cannot stand still. Either you advance or backslide. The Hebrews were, in one sense, working hard to go backward. Like the young man who is working hard to go backward in an escalator. Have you seen such people? You have to work hard. In other words, there is a revolt against spiritual maturity. Turn with me to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 12. Now let me read to you from verse 2. Son of man, you are living among a rebellious people. They have eyes to see, but they do not see. And ears to hear, but they do not hear, for they are a rebellious people. Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 10. To whom can I speak and give warning? Who will listen to me? Their ears are closed so they cannot hear. The word of the Lord is offensive to them. They find no pleasure in it. It is to give you pleasure. It is designed to give you pleasure. It is designed to give you unending joy. Well, turn with me again to Gospel of Matthew chapter 13. And listen to what Jesus is saying. Quoting Isaiah. Matthew 13, 14 and 15. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears. And they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. Jesus says in Luke 8 and verse 18, Therefore, consider carefully how to listen. Faith comes by hearing. If one fails to understand, how can he believe? They have become passive. They wanted to be entertained. But let me tell you, but such passivity produces only perpetual babies. What about God's revelation coming to us through parents, teachers, pastors? After some time, it becomes mere noise without any propositional revelation. Not because their words cease to be revelational, but you are so used to it. You don't care. Hearing, they will not hear. It's mere noise. And this, after 30 years of the church's existence, I ask you, what you are hearing, is it static? Is it mere noise? I pray that you will ask God to take out the wax from our own spiritual ears. The Bible says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is speaking to the churches. The second hindrance is delight in second childhood they had enough time to learn and graduate they had enough time to become teachers they had enough time to become producers 
That is to evangelize others and to disciple them. They had enough time to become parents of spiritual children. Yes, they had enough time to have their own spiritual children, their own disciples. But like many people on the West who refuse to have children and murder their own children to have a good life for themselves. These Hebrews refused to become teachers, refused to father children. They refused to produce fruit, more fruit and much fruit by abiding in Christ and in his teachings. Well, St. Paul understood this also, this problem. So he tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Brothers, I could not address you as spiritual but as worldly mere infants in Christ, I gave you milk, not solid food. But you were not ready for it at that time. Indeed, you are still not ready. Turn with me to First Peter chapter 3. What Peter expected believers to do. First Peter chapter 3 and verse 15. But in your hearts set apart Christ as Lord... Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Evangelizing, gospeling, teaching, discipling, becoming adults, mature, muscular Christianity. So if you study the text, it says they had a duty. And the master comes and says, cut it down. Why does it cumber the ground, sucking up all the vitalities of the soil for nothing? They regressed into the comfort zone of a second childhood. And so the writer says, you are in need of being taught again the ABCs of the beginning of the divine revelation. Like a senior in college, blissfully, going back to kindergarten they were in need of being taught in terms of elementary and foundational teaching which are listed in chapter 6 1 and 2 they have become unproductive the use of resources and not useful to others they simply suck up receive and not give like babies, they are always crying and mourning. In the Reformation, the ABCs of the beginning of divine revelation consisted in the teaching of the Apostles' Creed and the Ten Commandments and the Lord's Prayer. The writer says you have come to need of milk, not solid food of this great teaching of Christ's high priesthood. My granddaughter Abigail has started eating something other than milk. I think she's five months old. She's discovering the joy of Gerber foods. <laughs> but we are hoping for her to grow up in Christ and eat steak, get married and raise children and be responsible. To eat solid food, one needs to have teeth and the ability to digest solid food. Modern evangelicals are undergoing a second childhood experience of not even drinking milk 
But as I already said, drinking colored sugar water of no spiritual nutrition. Such diet shall never produce a muscular, death-defying, cross-bearing Christianity. That St. Paul spoke about, turn with me to the book of Philippians, chapter 3, beginning with verse 12. Not that I have attained, obtained all, all this, or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider my, myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Muscular Christianity, sir. Why did they want to go back to childhood? Because as children, let me tell you, they are fed, put to bed, carried about, cleaned up, entertained. They cry and someone runs. They make a mess, someone takes care of it. Childhood is a beautiful state of life. But second childhood is a monstrosity. Every normal child, the writer says, are inexperienced, unskilled in the word of righteousness. How one can be righteous with God by Christ's righteousness and how one can live a righteous life before God and the world. So he doesn't want word of righteousness. He's lazy. He's an infant. He goes to sleep when serious doctrines are taught. So he remains immature and weak. He does not hunger and thirst after righteousness. He refuses to be led in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Don't tell such a person how to live a holy life. He lives the way he pleases. He confesses Jesus as Savior, but never as Lord. When you teach serious doctrine, he has a blank look on his face. Nobody home. He wants to be a baby forever. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And verse 20, brothers, stop thinking like children. In regard to evil, be infants. But in your thinking, be adults. Stretch your mental faculties to the nth degree. Or turn to the book of Ephesians. Let me read to you from chapter 4. Beginning with verse 11. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers. For what purpose? To prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach the unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be what? Infants. Tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will all in all things grow up into him who is the head that is Christ. Paul says, when I was a child, <laughs> I behaved like a child. But it's over now. I'm an adult. It's a normal way of living. But the church of the Hebrews enjoyed arrested development. He glories in being stupid, lazy, and a baby. He likes to be hugged and kissed and praised and spoken to in gibberish. 
third hindrance to muscular Christianity is hatred of discipline and therefore incapable of discernment because he is lazy and a baby preferring Gerber food for, of stories and entertainment of silly music he could not eat meat because he has no spiritual teeth he has no experience with the word of righteousness he sleeps through family devotion he sleeps through worship service and especially when the pastor preaches the gospel with all power and unction deep sleep sir he has no delight in regular methodical and painstaking study of the word of God therefore he lacks ability to discern and make decisions correctly these people refuse to acquaint themselves with the God standard of life the divine revelation the word of righteousness the gospel so they lack wisdom they cannot dis discriminate between good and evil this is sir, the nature of perpetual babyhood children lack judgment they eat milk and mud and poison and whatever the little hand finds including its own tongue I have seen it these babies are cultural conformists they are spiritual chameleons they would say with their foggy mind premarital sex is okay pornography is okay abortion is okay homosexuality is okay divorce is okay it is okay for parents to take care of me in my 30s and 40s and 50s people are working too much they say it is good to relax and not be very serious about studying working and being successful why evangelize, evangelize all religions don't they teach the same thing a little lying is okay everybody lies he lacks judgment because he refuses to discipline his mental faculties in the word of righteousness he hates hearing and doing hearing and doing hearing and doing the word of God until obedience becomes his habit his second nature that's what Jesus said if you hear and do hear and do hear and do but this person refuses to hear and do and hear and do and here and until he becomes an athletic muscular Christian until he becomes a muscular Christian of great discernment and judgment until he becomes competent to make correct decisions and competent to counsel in every life situation until he becomes wise and makes wise decisions because such people have they have disciplined himself in acquiring wisdom of the word you can go and read Psalm 1 and Psalm 19 and Psalm 119 if you want and you love discipline Saint Paul says the spiritual man you become a spiritual man makes judgments about all things but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment he'll be like Joseph in Egypt he knows adultery is against God's word as a young man he lived a life of godly discipline so he said how can I do this wicked thing and sin against God it's not just he immediately said this no it is because of the habit of living a godly life such a man is like Daniel who refused to defile himself by eating food not permitted by the word such a person is like the three Hebrew young men who had lived a godly life all their lives so they were able to make decision not worship the image of gold and suffer death discipline 
gives you the habit and the power of making right decision and stick with it. Such a person is a muscular Christian, strong in spirit to choose always what is in accord with God's word. They have the power of the habit of godliness. Their powerful discipline of godliness, Professor Guthrie said, muscular Christianity comes, and I quote now, neither from isolated events nor from a great spiritual burst. It comes from a steady application of spiritual discipline. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter 40. Let me read it to you from verse 29. He gives strength to the weary, increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. Oh, this is not speaking about physical. This is speaking about more important spiritual power. But those who trust in the Lord, hope in the Lord, wait on the Lord, will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. And they will walk and not be faint. And turn with me to the first Timothy. And where chapter 4, 7 and 8, St. Paul, a great spiritual athlete and a muscular Christian is telling us have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives tales rather what train yourself to, to be godly for physical training is of some value but godliness has value for all things holding promise for both the present life and the life to come and you read 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27, where St. Paul tells us how he disciplined himself and became such a muscular Christian. The muscular Christian, due to his habit of exercising his mental health faculties in God's word, is able to judge what is right before God and what is evil. And he embraces what is right and detests what is evil. Like Jesus, he would say, It is written! So I decide to do this and not that. A baby Christian has no such capacity. So he chooses evil rather than good. A muscular Christian walks in the way outlined for him in the world. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has foreordained that we should walk in it. Led by the Spirit, led by the Scripture, he makes steady progress forward to attain that maturity of knowing Christ. He walks in the narrow way, he avoids the broad way, he loves righteousness, hates wickedness, he's led by the Holy Spirit, he's led by the Holy Spirit. Scripture, he's a spiritual adult, he advances in his knowledge of God. From glory to glory, he's being changed. He's a wise man, sir. What a blessing it is to listen to such a wise Christian adult. His mouth pours out wisdom of living water. In this church, we refuse to conform to the regression and preferred retardation of the evangelical and charismatic world. We do not give colored sugar water. We teach the word of God. Our goal is to present everyone mature in Christ. So be a muscular Christian. Be an athletic Christian. Be a soldier. Exercise yourself in godliness. Hear and do, hear and do until you know the will of God and delightfully do them. 
until you are changed from glory to glory, until you attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, until you are evangelizing and disciplining. Babies don't reproduce. Mature people do. Until you glory in godliness. So, brothers and sisters, today, let us all determine in the Lord to stop being stupid. Stop being lazy. Stop being passive and being entertained. Stop being a baby, a couch potato, an undiscerning person, a conformist to culture. A pastor's 14-year-old daughter brought up in the church and baptized in the church was speaking to another pastor. She did not see there was anything unchristian about sleeping with a 21-year-old man. Such people are spiritually stupid, lazy, a baby, undisciplined, therefore undiscerning, choosing evil and not good. To them the Lord shall say, on that day depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Wake up! Rise up! Church, grow up! Exercise in godliness. Discern the will of God. Choose life! And disciple others in godliness. Be a success here and hereafter. I challenge and exhort you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, help us to grow up in the knowledge of God. Amen. You've been listening to Grace and Glory Audio with Pastor P.G. Matthew and his Bible series on the book of Hebrews. Come back again soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.